The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not, not lose. lose. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. He is the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. And today we are bringing you inside the locker room where we talk about the topics in and around the game. And today we're going to talk about Last Chance You, Season 5, Last Chance You. Miles, you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's go, let's go. So, last chance you were in season five, man. Uh, so, did you uh, you get through it all? I did. I did. Uh, I just knocked it out. Same. That's what about to, did you just binge it? <laughs> no, you know, this, this is one of the ones that I, I didn't really, I didn't binge it all the way through. I watched a few episodes and then took a little break and watched the, you know, finished it up on another night. So, yeah, it was good, though. So. Oh, cause you're a little bougie now. We got sports, right? So we, we, <laughs> we can watch, you know, a little basketball, maybe a little Golden Knights hockey, you know what I'm saying? And, and just see some camp updates, <laughs> right? We watch some hard knocks. So yeah, we, you know, we a little it's spoiled right now, right? Yeah, you say? It's, probably more, it's probably more babies and memories at this point. That's kind of <laughs> <laughs> that part too, right? That part too. Yeah. Hashtag girl dad in the house. <laughs> so man, so give me initial thoughts, man. Once, once you turned it on. So I was interested, obviously, um, in this particular season uh, because, um, for one, it wasn't located at one of the, you know, uh, junior college. Yeah, powerhouse junior college. So not East Mississippi, I think, was the first one. And then uh, Independence in Kansas uh, was the other one. Um, but this one, I've heard of Lanny College before. Um, That's obviously. good. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I just – Familiar with the Bay, the Bay Area and where they are in Oakland, so I was interested to see you know them on a kind of a national platform. No, hundred percent. That was cool. Yeah. What's your thought? No, um, I love the change, and then mm-hmm. you know um, talking about Lanny College and so something, you know, because you hear about like you said the powerhouses, because you hear about the notable people that have come from those JUCOs, right? That because they recruit differently. And I think one of the biggest thing was one of the coaches was like, yeah, you know what our recruiting policy is, is anybody from 40 miles around or the BART. <laughs> if the if the BART goes there, that's where we get the players from. Right. Yeah, I, I thought it was – I mean, this was significantly different than the other ones. Um, I mean, just because they didn't really live on campus. They kind of, you know – kind of fitting for themselves in the Bay Area. We all know what the cost of living is in the Bay Area. So it was an interesting element to the season, for sure. I mean, to the whole show, right? Yeah. And I think no. they did I think they did a, a, a different narrative of the story, man. I, I don't I don't even know if it was like different producers or, or, you know, how they went to it, but they attempted to make a full like story, right? Like it, it, it wasn't just on uh, like Andy was, you know, we were talking about Coach, uh, was it Brown? I forget his name. But, uh, you know, yeah. it was mm-hmm. centered on him and how he was a powerhouse and the things he he's done. Um, and then we followed a couple of kids to where this was really about the history of that community in Oakland in itself. So I thought that was dope. I agree. Um, and I think, you know, uh, I think coaches' roots, I can't do I should 
probably pick his name. His name just left my my head. But the head coach, head coach, uh, John Beam. Yeah, Coach Beam. I'm sorry, Coach. Um, he's rooted in that, you know, in the, in the Bay Area and in Oakland specifically. Uh, you know, hey, being a high school coach there, forty so. years in the game. Yeah, so um, I thought it was I thought it was really dope. And then I, I think. <laughs> He was probably a little more uh, normal than the last two coaches as well, just from a well, not, I guess, an ego standpoint, and just we'll say uh, grounded. How about that? Yeah, okay, that's a good word for it. Yeah, he's just a little more grounded than the other two, so it's like, well, we can't repeat this, you know, storyline of following the crazy coach. You know, he seems pretty grounded, and let's 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 build this story around something else. No, and it and it shows that, like, I think even with him having that tenure of being a coach that long and just recently having success, right? Cause they opened with saying like, was it the two years prior the, or, or the year before, but they had just won like the first title, you know, mm-hmm. in school history. Right. So right. it's just showing like his perseverance of, cause he's even, I think he even talked about it. Like, Oh, you know, I had opportunities to go to like some division one here and get recruited to, you know, go some other places. And he's like, no man, this is, he's like, I'm Oakland. You know, I, I'm here. I'm from here. I get it, you know. And I think it's a, a dope narrative, obviously. Um, there's – the narrative is always uh, – has been built from professional sports-wise of, you know, teams relocating uh, from Oakland. So it, it was it was good to, um, I guess, hear, hear the city's voice and from a lot of different perspectives. I like that too um, within the show. Um, I mean, you even got perspective from – a police officer and just talking about the uh, a black police officer talking about the changes uh, in the city. No, that um, was dope. So I, I just thought it was cool that, you know, you, you got a full kind of picture of uh, the city. Um, and that was a lot different uh, than what was uh, displayed on the other season. And the more we talk about it, it, it definitely shined a light on the city, right? Cause it even talk about like the, the city versus is it city versus the town or is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, the cops' perspective of of how it's changing, and even just the narrative of the gentrification, right? Because he talks. I mean, everything they did a good job of putting some historical perspective on it. Because they talk about you're talking about the town where the Black Panthers started, and Correct. and the Hell's Angels. Um, but you know, it just brought all that to light and, and show like these kids really have to make a sacrifice because they can't live in like campus housing. Around, because you think about most JUCOs or even smaller colleges, your Division three colleges, um, you know, you could find a house, uh, you know, a mile away from campus or something like that, where you know four or five of you guys you grab a crib. But the one dude was living in like uh, I don't know what the hell that was, like a container that was like on the side to buy some train tracks or something like that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they, I mean the, the the athletes that they chose to follow, man, uh, they all had some. Uh, unique stories. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was dope. I mean, they even changed uh, the, uh, I mean, the theme song was kind of the same, but they even kind of put a little different uh, Bay Area, a little twist on it with the dude playing the drums. Right. Um, the theme song. So I thought that was dope too. I, I don't know. I think it was a refreshing uh, season from the from the past. So let's talk about the players. You brought the players, man. I think that's a great transition to get into <laughs> to some of their stories, man. I don't know if we'll. I remember all of them, um, but I'll start with the the the, the one white boy. Um, the was he receiver? <laughs> the receiver, yeah. The way it was going, I honestly thought he was going to kill himself. 
what's his name? R.J. Stern? That's his name. Was that his name? Yeah. Like, so two things I thought. One, I thought they were going to make him to the quarterback because the one guy, we'll get into him in a minute, you know, he was starting to kind of bitch about being the quarterback or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I guess RJ had an arm or something like that. He's like, well, why don't you put me in there? So it was surprising that he didn't get that run. But like when things was, he was getting like how deep and dark it was and about like molesting and <laughs> all of that stuff. And yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is about to turn bad, man. So I'm glad that he made it through. And I like his ultimate hustle at the end where he was actually cutting up his film and, and call like going down the list and calling colleges. So I like that hustle, you know, that he ultimately brought through. Yeah, so a couple things in my perspective with RJ. Um, for one, um, it's, uh, to me, it's a classic case of um, a young man, uh, and, and Mo, Mo Underground even talked about this, not really knowing uh, where their fit is, mm-hmm. uh, per se. Right. Um, and not having, I guess, the word I'm looking for is realistic expectations. Um, so when they were going through the film, and I, and I actually liked this season, they kind of, Coach Dean was really talking about some things that are just stuck out to me. So for one was he's talking about this dude keeps making the same mistake. Like yeah. you can't just run out of bounds on a fade route. You gotta, <laughs> you know, play the quarterback some room, bro. And the fact that he's not understanding, I'm just like, Okay, um, you're not that good. And I mean, let's just keep it keep it being like, you know, you're under six foot white dude playing receiver, you're not overly fast. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you said, must be really crystal you know, around, man. Let's just be honest with you. Like you when know, he killed you, him, it was like, yeah, you know, uh, JJ in his twentieth season with Lenny College. <laughs> yeah, like let's just let's just be real. And then I mean, then you go into deeper into his his story and about his family story, and yeah, I don't want to really get into that part of it. But I mean, the kid kind of persevered, persevered through. Um, I guess some some awkward situations I'll put it that way and to even be in that house is even more awkward yeah, that uh, house is weird very very weird man <laughs> that house is weird so very. um <laughs> let's move to the what was the, the the guy that played quarterback Dior Dior Walker. yes <laughs> that's that's your boy right <laughs> uh, something like that give me a breakdown of Dior so I think the first episode maybe the first two episodes they kind of uh follow him as he goes to work and he's grinding he's like man this is a real grind like you know dude has to pull over into i guess a lot and you know had his little blanket out and you know slept in the uh in his car and i'm like yeah man like that's a that's a tough grind and as the episodes progressed i was like "Ah, about that grind Ah." I don't know. Unnecessary. <laughs> like, pre, uh, what's that, what do they call it? Prefabricated grind? Yeah. <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. Very unnecessary, man. Um, and and the, thing is, the thing started to turn for me when it came to, you know, I, I've been at a point in my life where I was like, man, I got to, you know, I got to sleep in the car for, you know, a week or two, right? So I understand. I, I completely understand that. Mind you, I don't, I don't know if my shoot game at that point was, like, just up to par. So, every scene that I just called, called Dior, I was like, oh, well, you got a new release for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he must not be hurting that bad. That's just where my thoughts were. 
I, I know everybody has different priorities, but those were kind of my initial thoughts. And then, uh, you know, when they actually showed his dad, I was like, oh, his dad is here? Wait a minute, his dad is down the street? Oh, you just don't get along with your dad? Yeah. Man, come on, man. Come like I told around. you, when the dad showed up with a sweater vest, man, I was like, no, nah, man, you you coming from a good home. That's, that's Carl Winslow. You, you, you all good, man. Don't give me yeah. that. Man. That's some bull. Yeah, yeah. You're, I, I get it. Now, my, now, his dad was explaining some of his uh, training methods when he was a kid, and some of his discipline methods. Uh, Hold on, well, didn't he tell him to t- tackle a light pole or something like that? Or <laughs> yeah, I was trying to let him know that this past so I was running him into this light pole. <laughs> All right, uh, that's, that's a little aggressive. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, and, you know, I think they said one part, Dior was saying that he, uh, his dad made him go to school with women clothes on because he was doing something bad or something like that or gave him a, one of those <laughs> I mean there's I guess I'm not going to tell anybody how to discipline their kids but I, I don't know maybe I can see how that can leave a scar in a young man's life I mean so, yeah, I'll put that on Dior to that extent but come on bro you you ain't got to sleep in the car if you don't you, you I, yeah I didn't see sleeping in the car, especially when you had grandma, like all these people, like you could have slept with somebody, you could have couch surf. Cause he said he was doing that at the beginning, but then you never really saw him. It was just like, Oh, I got to sleep in the car tonight. And uh, let me check my account. I'll have, you know, enough for gas. And it's like, man, you working. And like you said, the, the shoe game was, uh, <laughs> Chris, was, was, <laughs> he didn't miss a release. Let's just say that. <laughs> Did not miss a release. And then, you know, I, I can, and this kind of bring it back up, RJ, the, the uh, wide receiver. Um, I, I did see a little bit of, uh, I, I guess, I don't know if favoritism is the word, but I feel like Coach Dean was um, oh, intent was on it. Helping, a, a, uh, yeah, Dior, helping right? Dior yeah. a, a little more than RJ. Um, and I didn't think, I, I wish I could just really see, like, the, the flow of the game because I couldn't really get a uh, – a feel for Dior, like I'm not talking like I'm just some general manager of the NFL team, but I, I didn't think he was just that great, honestly. And he kept saying, "I'm, I'm D1, I'm D1." I'm like, well, because he made that one catch, right, where he tipped it to himself. You're like, "Oh, okay, he he may be something," but yeah, like that after that, it's, it wasn't like because because even when know. he because remember when he came back to receiver, he was dropping <laughs> dropping right. like open like touchdown yeah. catches and stuff like that so but no i feel you with that there was a little bit of favoritism but then you got to take it right like as a coach his job is to te- coach the talent that wants to get to the next level and if i have to tell you th- something we're going into the second season and you're still doing the same simple shit that i told you to do like i i, I can get it and then plus of course um tv and things like they focus and they make things a little more exaggerated so sure. So definitely there's some favoritism, uh, kind of like remember that uh, coach uh, video you sent me on IG or just talk about the, the, the coach mocking or he was mocking the coach it was, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you doing a good job, man. Don't, don't tell nobody else. I said that. All right. <laughs> so, you know, you, you as a coach, man, you got the people that like you can see that has a, a level of talent, you know, and I don't know if Dior was that. But, yeah, I did sense the favoritism between, you know, what he was given uh, Dior versus um, uh, RJ. All right. Yeah, and, and and that definitely could have been to your point. That, you know, just to produce another show. Um, so yeah, a good point. So now I want to get to had to be your favorite. So as soon as I seen this guy come on the screen, I thought of you, and I was just like, man, I wish I was watching it with you. I just wondered 
what your thoughts about it was. So we're talking about um, what is it? Uh, it was RJ. No, was it was it RJ Rajon? Yeah, yeah. So he was a DB. You know, mm-hmm. uh, number one kind of talent. What was your thoughts about him? See, again, there goes a, there's a difference between Dior saying he's D1 and <laughs> Rajon legitimately being D1. So I thought from first um, – First backpedal, huh? Episode, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, this dude is like actually like legit, legit, legit. Um, I thought he had a, a good head on his shoulders. I thought his, um, his story about his father passing – kind of really broke my heart. Yeah. Like they had a really a good relationship between him and his, his brother. His older brother. looked up to as yeah. well. Um, I, I think he has a bright future. He's a guy that I would definitely keep my eyes on. Um, you know, anytime you're 6'2", six, 6'3", six, um, he looked pretty smooth from the highlights that they showed. Obviously, is uh, very confident, which is important to play that position on the island. Oh, absolutely! If you, especially uh, lockdown, right? Because you're all by yourself. Exactly. I I just think, yeah, I think it's a, a, a bright future for him, man. I just hope he stays healthy. I know he got, I think, something wrong with his his, <laughs> his ankle. I laughed because I was like, this has to be, you know, a a JUCO, but b yeah, your mom's. Mom's mom, because mom called the ambulance herself. <laughs> <laughs> was why I was like, I'm like, how'd you get down here? <laughs> mom didn't call the ambulance herself. Hey, come get my baby off the field. He's an ankle hurt. Because it's funny, because uh, old boy's an AD, too. He's like, who who called the ambulance? Like, how the ambulance get here? <laughs> it's like, you ain't mom messing with my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, this, this is definitely a Duco. That's um, just funny. But, yeah, I thought he was, I thought dude was legit. So now he's with his brother, which is a dope thing, man. Him and his brother. He was hoping to go some other places, um, mm-hmm. you know. And he finally settled on Oregon because maybe the lack of him playing with the injury, um, he didn't get to put up more um, film. Um, so he ended up because it didn't show or talk about any other real, real offers coming through during the show, right? No, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't. I didn't see much, especially after he got you know injured. Right. Uh, I, I just. I don't know. I have. You know, when things like that happen, they didn't really talk about it. I just had a feeling that, hey, uh, he was going to end up close to his brother. They had a really good relationship. His brother was playing, you know, at, you know, at a power five, which he wanted to go to. So it just seems like a a good fit for the young man. No, oh, 100%. Um, dedication for him as well, right? Like, he had, what was it, an hour, two-hour drive? <laughs> yeah. That he was coming from, mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, I know it's expensive, and I know I'm just, <laughs> this is just crazy that because uh, yeah. when he was late, I remember he's like, "Y'all ain't put no gas in my car." <laughs> and I get here when I get here. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I mean that that's gotta that's gotta be interesting. I, I mean, this whole this show in particular made me kind of think like, what was my kind of regulation of like junior college when I was young so not to get way off topic but like my older brother um he was he went to I was like seven or eight when he went to school okay um and he went to uh, I think like Mesa College or Mesa Community College but the whole time was I thought he was supposed to go to Arizona State I don't know somebody must have explained it to me like yeah you know Ben is going to 
Arizona State, but not really Arizona State going to the junior college. So I was just like, oh, okay, the JUCO is kind of like the JV or the freshman level of what you know the big school is. That's that's kind of how our, you know remembered you it, thought, right? Yeah. And then you know I saw my own friends go to the junior college, but I still didn't really understand it until I got to college when you know we would get one or two JUCO transfers, and they'd be the dudes that had the you know the do rags with the flap hanging out their helmets in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd they get this dude from? Right. Like, why is this fly hanging out of his helmet? Like, uh, so I didn't really, really understand in junior college. And then, you know, I can kind of understand the last few seasons where they, you know, have like the ridiculous guys from Georgia and Florida State, and they kind of get pushed back down because of, you know, trouble or whatever, things like that. The guys like Cam Newton. So, like, I understand that part. Mm-hmm. But this season really seemed like, oh, okay, this is really junior college. Like, these guys are driving two hours. Um, there's there's half a team that looks like they probably can't play. There's another half, <laughs> that, you know, that can play that are you know guys that probably could play at a Division two or one double A. And there's other guys that you're like, oh, okay, that's that's a legit dude. So that I guess this season really gave me like, okay, this is this is junior college football. This is what it looks like. Well, and, and I guess that's the way I would think about it. Like, when I thought of junior college, this is my idea of junior college. Okay. Right? Not what we saw before. Because, like, then you know, it's like when you're going through and you, you, you know, we that's why we had the show with Mo. When you're going through that, you're like, okay, what's the best opportunity for me, right? Because when you're still young, you know, and, and you have some set of skills, you're like, the ultimate goal is get to the league. So what's yeah. my best route? So you want to go to the highest division you can and – you know, I was thinking about, okay, if I even have to go, you know, here to, to go there. But a JUCO really wasn't my thought process because a JUCO was always thought of as I got in trouble or my grade, <laughs> my GPA and, and everything's not together. So that's why I have to go to a JUCO, not to say, hey, I get to play with a level of, of guys that are on that just to get me a little more film, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to, to go on. No, I, I think from that concept, uh, it was a – perception of junior college that I just really didn't fully understand same football wise until uh this season no same that's yeah. funny all right a yeah. couple quick questions I have for you Ben and just just if you peek oh, all right did you see um beast mode on that shit yeah yeah you know he's like all Bay Area and he's Oakland, all so. Bay Area so I was wondering I was like man you know because I was waiting for the cameo but like they made sure that you saw uh, Beast Mode was on, like, their practice jerseys and some of the other kind of um, things that they were wearing. It was on everybody's stuff, all <laughs> except for Coach Bean. For some reason, Coach Bean just had – he wore all his Jordans, all his same Jordan sweatsuit. <laughs> the, the whole time? The whole season. Like, Coach Bean, you can wear – did they tape all your whole uh, edits on the day one? Or is that the – you can wear this Jordan sweatsuit every day. Every day. And um, then he, he got into, like, they had, like – three sets of jerseys and helmets and combinations. I'm like, man, what y'all ain't got housing, but y'all got like five sets. of <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't got a meal program. Like where, where he was bringing like tangerines to the, <laughs> to the office to feed the kids. Like, yeah. 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 But they got the helmets. They got the helmets and the, the, you know, they had the Jersey. They had the, you know, the white on white, the blackout. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I mean, you look good. You play good, man. You can't be out there. I mean, you could have a, Three three meals a day, and if you out there in the uh, Rydell mess jersey, you're gonna play really good. It's not gonna look good. It's not gonna look good for your film. 
what about the soft debate? I don't know if you picked up that undertone. There was a little bit of undertone in it with the coach was talking about it. And then what is the one player that played with him that's now a coach, I believe, and um, he's also doing real estate, too, on the side. That that was interesting, Nick. What, what was that? What debate? The the soft debate, like how these kids are. If oh, they, the soft. Well, you, I, thought, I, I thought I heard you say soft, and I was like, dang, I, 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 like, I, I missed that there, one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember no socks. Uh The soft debate. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we can go. You said that's, that's a whole nother show, huh? <laughs> that's a highly whole nother show. But yes, there there is a just I, I think there's just a different uh way you have to communicate with kids, man. I just I don't know. I don't know where the the difference came from. I don't know when they were talking when they were showing Coach Beam and how he was, you know, kind of coach, I think everybody's been at that point where a coach is on you and you like, man, I, I'm tired of shit. Like, I, I can leave. Right? Right. I, I think that's just a part of just growing up or just taking coaching, parenting, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm sure everybody's had, you know, I'm tired of this. I can't wait to be grown and 18 and get out this house. Like, I think everybody's had that kind of uh, discussion mentally in their head. Uh, but to nowadays, the kids really act on that. Uh, Dior, a prime example. For some reason, he want to live in his car when he just don't have to, right? <laughs> So, um, yeah, we can go. We can, that's a whole other show. We we might need to make a show about just that. And I don't want to sound like the old dude talking about this generation. Um, that makes me feel really old saying that. But yeah, it's, it's a different generation. It's it's different, and that's what the the guy was saying is like, oh, you know, coach has been doing this for forty years, and and does he need to kind of change it up? And I even think when the coaches, that's funny also that the coaches, the little assistant coaches, all go to the bar to kick it. I love that part <laughs> of it too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but they were even talking about like we can't talk to these kids, and you know they need to, to toughen up and all of that stuff. So that that maybe that's probably a whole different show. Another- I, I think so. I think even he even said like you know if some kids can take it, they'll be good. If some kids don't want to take this, or you know, the coach want to adjust, then they won't be good, right? Yeah. So, um, it doesn't seem like Coach Beam is going to change anytime soon. I really don't think he should. Um, you know, and you know, I, I think that's what kind of the assistant coaches are for. Hey, man, you know he's going to be a tough way. Um, you work with those guys kind of closer than probably Coach Dean does. I mean, maybe if if you got to be the nice guy, and you know, and, and Coach Dean is going to be the mean test, and that's just kind of how it has to be. But I, yeah, I, I think kids today are a little a little different. So it is what it is. So. <laughs> Another pivotal for me that stood out. Okay. This, <laughs> the, was it the English teacher? Oh, God. She was raw. And then she brought up the student athlete debate. Now, I think we could go into this one like for sure. deep as well. But she kind of brought it up to like, because she had the, the guys in the class and, you know, the one dude wasn't even like writing his drafts or whatever that crap was. But. They started having a conversation about that was stupid. By the that way, was, that was so yeah. stupid. She's he's like, it's half your grade. Oh, I know, man, but I'm just going to write the final. Like what? That brother had kids, man. I know how that man feel. That brother had kids. He wasn't even thinking. He was thinking about diapers at that point. Yo, and then he plagiarized. He just took the whole boy's home paper <laughs> and just said, "Uck it, man. I'm just gonna." 
bro. I'm just turn this and change my name on it. And the dude's in the same class. I said, boy, you're not thinking that. Same, all. Cl- like didn't even try, man. <laughs> if anything, if, if CTE is legitimate, it's based on that action right there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Change the first paragraph at least, man. Dang. Oh man, or you know, take a couple words, misspell it, do something, right? So. So anyway, in this class with, with the teacher, um, they had the discussion and what is she called? She called, did she call them? I think she called them a uh, privileged pussies. Yeah, she really did. Like <laughs> right to their face. Like, yeah. but that's the perception. And then of course, some of the other classmates started chiming in thinking that, um, the, the, the athletes get it better. <laughs> well, she was dead wrong for this. Uh, if she was working at, uh, you know, Cal Berkeley or Stanford or, <laughs> I don't know, USC, maybe she could have that gripe, but them brothers didn't have no advantage at all. At all. <laughs> it wasn't no advantage, right? No. If dude don't want to go to class, that's just on him. It wasn't like they were getting any extra handouts. They might have had a, a Lanny College uh, hoodie on, and you know, and maybe Coach Bean was like, go to class, but. Them brothers didn't have no meal plan, uh, and they had to go to practice, right? right? And they had to go to work. You know, uh, nah, they had no events. I, I think she needs to do research on student athletes, not just look at, uh, you know, she must go on been Twitter. looking yeah. at uh, what's what's because every time we talk, we talk about how good those locker rooms are. Um, oh yeah, she's like, oh y'all got events. Look at y'all <laughs> locker room. Like, yeah, turn off the LSU in Alabama. Yeah, that's LSU, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Because those dudes did not know advantage. They were doing extra. Right. That that wasn't. And I, I think that, you know, uh, I think I, I think that probably 80% of student athletes have wrote a paper or should college athletes be paid. Right. So, like, you know, I even did one in college. Um, and so, uh, I mean, I could understand the argument kind of, maybe. No. Um, but. <laughs> She didn't have any. Uh, she needs to do a little more research because Atlantic College, they weren't getting anything that was privileged <laughs> at all. <laughs> at I mean, all, the L in Laney College on the neon sign don't even work at night. So, <laughs> and, then, and then I thought I don't know if it was exactly, but she was a little rude a couple times. Like you know, bro was trying to turn in somebody else's rough job or turn in the paper or whatever he's trying to do. Is he, you know, we don't let no kids in the class. Yeah, like, you gotta get them kids out of here. <laughs> bro, what's the man turning his paper? He like, you're fair. I'm just like, yeah. you know, the kids got coronavirus in here. They can't let down. <laughs> let the man get his sins out. Like, you wrong for that. Yeah, she was very dismissive in that, man. So, yeah. But, you know, people get their opportunity. She's trying to, had to do some shocking, all right? Like, if she didn't do that, we probably wouldn't be talking about it, right? I mean, I think she had to, she had to say, okay, you know, I've watched the last four seasons. Last chance you watched this? They're going to be taking out the school? Okay, let me do my research. So the white lady was like the little uh, blindside white lady. That was her role. That was her right? role, yeah. <laughs> and then and, and Independence, uh, this was the auntie role with the, with the, the black woman on there. So she was like, okay, let me, I can't play auntie right Was it Miss Debbie? I can't this. remember. Yeah. So she's like, what, what, what am I going to be, right? <laughs> I'm going to talk about athletes, how they get privileged. Like, okay, yeah. So that was her research. She did some research, obviously. That's crazy. But, no, I think all in all, man, it was good. Now, this is reportedly the last 
season, right? They're not doing any more seasons. So they are, but they're moving it towards basketball. Ah, that was the twist. So last football, yeah. okay. Which would be a great segue uh, into Caleb. I know you're listening to this, little bro. We got to have you on to talk about your experience as a basketball player playing at a, a pretty high level junior college. What his experience was? Oh, heck was that yeah. in Jordan. Yeah, in oh. Georgia. So okay. No, so we we got to put that call out. So little bro, we you up next? You up, brother? <laughs> Part two. Part two, man. Part two, man. But no, it, like I said, I think they did a great job. You know, it, it was a different narrative, which is good because sometimes you, you can't repeat doing the same thing, the same thing. It gets stale just, you know, replacing the names. So um, so I think they did a good job and, and, and really big for um, for Oakland. I mean, they talked about like all the all the things on. So is there anything else you want to share? I think uh, definitely getting bro on here is going to be dope. But anything else you got for last chance you? Uh. No, I, I mean, I, I guess I, you know, I always, we always say we keep somebody in our prayers, but especially these guys, um, I, you know, I think they, a lot of them went to different schools, but in our current state, you know, I don't, there's some schools that's playing, some that are not. Right. Um, and, you know, there are stories where some of them were tougher than others and some didn't have a whole lot to go back to home to. So not just them that were in last chance. There's a lot of college athletes right now that, um, are just kind of on the bubble, man. So, you know, I don't know how that would really feel. I couldn't imagine. So just praying for these, these brothers that, you know, are still chasing their dream of playing ball and all the college athletes now that are just kind of in the midst of, you know, craziness. This is a time like no other. So just man, praying for them. That's, that's a great sentiment to leave out on, man. So, hey, we want to thank you all for checking out today's episode of The Locker Room where we brought you into the little intimate look of Last Chance You. Hope you brought you a couple laughs. I hope you enjoyed the show. Share it um, and follow us on Black and Sports on your favorite platform. And then listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. And just remember, we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even... Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo. Yo, yo. Look. Shoot me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black Spat about two racks on handmade new rags Shoot me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.